Welcome to the Advancing the Kingdom podcast with Apostle Matthew Tillery. Let's hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Well, greetings, greetings, greetings. I am your host tonight, Matthew Tillery. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Advancing the Kingdom podcast. Listen, I'm really excited tonight. I am excited tonight uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm excited because I'm still alive. I pray you are excited because you are still alive. And then number two, I'm excited because I have my friend on tonight. That's none other than retired fire chief, Mr. Corey Mercer. Thank you so much, sir, for coming on the Advancing the Kingdom podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Look, I really appreciate what you're doing and and, and all the things that God is doing in your life, he's certainly is, is doing some amazing things in your life. And I'm really uh, just happy for you, for, for all that God is doing with you and through you. And I really appreciate your I appreciate your involvement in the community uh, in terms of with the youth, the young people, uh, assisting our young men and in, into in developing them that they may become uh mature men but they, but they maybe become productive men as well so thank you so much for being a role model for the young men I, I see you're doing a lot of things with the sports so that's really great man it's really appreciate you i'm always very appreciative when i see men that that's helping young kids young boys to develop particularly black men so when you know that 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 a narrative has been created but but the reality of it, we still have some great men and and that's doing some great things. So once again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast tonight. Absolutely, thank you, thank you for having me. Listen, what, let's let's go ahead and get started tonight. Listen, when when it comes to our young men, uh, particularly Afri- African American men, uh, how you know how important it is that 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 we get involved. When I say we, I'm talking about the men, the grown men, that we can be a role model for them uh, in terms of helping develop their skill set, helping develop all that God has placed on the inside of them. So how, and I know you're doing a lot of things, so apparently that's that's a priority a priority to you. So how how do we how do we get in, involved in, in in terms of with our young men and, and just really helping them to develop uh, years ago? You know, they said take a nation, to uh, a village rather, to raise raise kids and all that stuff. And so much stuff has changed in terms of what we are doing, what we're doing, and 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 the capabilities that we have now. So once again, how how important to you personally to you? Uh, well, well, personally to me, Matt, it's a it's a it's a charge um, that I have. Uh, because what I have to do is I have to give you a little bit of background about myself and where I grew up at and the things that uh, that I went through that impacted me to uh, uh, make good decisions in life and obviously become a fire chief and be retired and become a dad. Um, there's nobody that's perfect. Um, we all have some uh, some things that uh, that we go through to make us who we are. But uh, in my upbringing, uh, you know, I always had my mom and dad and uh uh, back then, the 70s, 80s was tough. Both parents working, you know, you become uh, latchkey kids and you depended on other people in the neighborhoods and coaches and uh, teachers and, 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 and other family members to uh, hold you in line uh, uh, so you could you could uh, get out, so to speak. And, you know, I just look at some of the things that we face growing up and how easily uh, one bad decision 
and and I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today. Uh, you know, my very close friend, my best friend, Corey Woodard. Uh, we always joke about the things that we went through and how we, we you know, one car ride, one bad decisions. You know, we could have ended up somewhere else. But um, <clears throat> it's important to us to to just give back and give our testimony to how uh, making the right decisions uh, uh, is important to you having a long lasting life. And, and, and when you have people that were, were instrumental in your life, you want to just give back. You want to just feed into them. You want to grow into, you want to grow them and just give them words of encouragement to, to just make good decisions. Kids are not perfect. That's part of being a kid is making mistakes and growing. Right. Uh, but you just want to make sure that you, 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 you have contact with them and you connect with them to, to be able to grow them. So it's very important. It's very important uh, uh, because we almost lost a generation through COVID. Right. On those kids, we, you know, their social skills are probably at, at an all time uh, low. Uh, so it's important that uh, somebody that look like these kids, whether you're black or white, uh, you, you just pour into them and try to try to give them hope and try to help them catch up to where uh, they lost those pivotal years in their life. You know, two or three years with no social uh, relationships with school. School is very important. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that because that's 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 what I'm doing now. Uh, right ironically but it is very important man because we, we we're going to lose a generation uh some of the and, and, and dealing with these kids in school you able to see some of their needs some of their shortcomings where they need to be growing and obviously uh, uh a lot of it is a lack of male presence in their life wow uh, they don't well, that's you know, that you, you said something very important but we don't really want to have those conversations but we have to if we're going to if we're going to address the root cause of a lot of things, I mean, you just kind of hit on it, but, but at, so at some point we're going to have those conversations on, on, on this podcast, because I think it's very relevant that we do. If, if you know, we can't keep putting a bandaid in terms of a blame game, right? That's right. So, so we, we got to get to the root cause of, of what is, is causing a lot of this stuff. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I just have a passion for that. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine, man. <laughs> I, need, I need every prompt that you can give me to stay on track. And, uh, but, but, but honestly, that, that male figure is very important, um, you know, in coaching and, and, and being a mentor at the fire department, meeting people, you know, you run across a lot of kids that don't have that male, uh, 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 meant that male, uh, strong male figure in their life. And once you develop a relationship with them, you see uh, their potential. You see that they really want to do good, but they're so frustrated and they don't really know how. And, and, and God bless some of these sisters that are doing a fantastic job of raising these kids by themselves. But, you know, you just need that male umph sometime to help push them over the edge. And right. uh, uh, there, there, there are a lot of things that, that we have going on in our community that I, I personally uh, am involved with. Um, I've taken a position uh, teaching. Uh, and, how's and that coming? How, how's it's, that? it's going great, man. Um, I'm able to share my knowledge and I'm teaching public safety. And what I'm trying to do is teach young folks how to become firefighters and police officers and EMS. But uh, through, throughout my, my, my teaching and coaching career, what again, what, I, what I've seen is that uh, these kids really want to be great. And they, 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 they want that male figure in their life, especially young men. They want this, that male figure in their life to uh, uh, tell them when they're doing right and tell them when they're doing wrong. And they just want love. And some of them really right. want tough love and don't know they want it. Right. Wow. That's, that's powerful. You know, I'm 66 <laughs> years old and I was, I was 50 years old before 
my father and I got together and, and uh, really started to, to develop a relationship. There was three words that he said to me that literally changed my life. I'm 50 years old, married, doing uh, uh, other things, uh, having some level of success. But something was missing on the inside. You know, it, I, that it was just something was missing. But he said three words to me that literally shift my life. And that was I love you. And I didn't realize how much I needed that and how much I was missing that, you know. So and I, and I often tell this from the public uh, perspective. You know, I've said it many times, but I, I needed to hear those three words. Uh, and, and my grandparents, they, they reared me, they raised me up and, and, and so forth. And of course, you know, the outcome is pretty good, I think. I think they did pretty good. But yeah. you're right. We still need that male. We need that male voice in our lives. You know, we, we need the male, that male voice in our lives. So I really appreciate you uh, and what you're doing to, to, to enhance that, what, what you're doing to, to uh, help develop the young men. And there's another young man in, in, in our city, a Rocky Mount, Mo DeLoach, who's doing a great work with the young kids. I really just want to shout his name out tonight because he's doing a great work. He's doing some great things. And I think the biggest one of the things that we have to do. And when I say we, I'm talking about pastors. I'm talking about churches that if somebody if they are already doing a great work, if you are already doing a great work, then why can't I partner with you? I don't have to. You know, I, I don't have to. It, my name don't have to be on the billboard. Right. right. <laughs> so, but there may be some things that I can do financially. Let's support it. If you're doing something great with the young men in the city, let's support each other in, in terms of what they're doing. So I really, once again, appreciate you for, for what you're doing. You know, you, you I, I saw you even on Friday night out there at the football game. So you're you're still pouring into these men. So I really, man, I really appreciate what, what you're doing. So how how how. You know, in terms of, of, of you personally, how how did and I know you had more than one role model in your life, but how did that affect you as a young man and to in terms of your success now? Because to become the and we're going to talk about that, too, but to become the first African-American fire chief in Rocky Mount, that's a big deal. Now, I know a lot of folk don't want to they, they just want to use the terminology fire chief. No, you 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 broke barriers. You broke grounds. You you are a trailblazer in the city of Rocky Mountain NC. So forget all that other stuff. You, you are a trailblazer. You you became the first African-American fire chief in this city. And that's that's major. So but, but let's get back to my question. Yeah. <laughs> How, how did the how did how did positive role models affect you as a young man in terms of being successful now in life? Right. Uh, well, I, I had two uh, uh, direct role models, which was my granddad. Uh, we started out growing up on a farm, so he taught me the, uh, the uh, work ethic, how to always work, um, that nobody's going to give you anything for free. Uh, he was a hard worker. And uh, I was right by his side every day on the farm, and I just saw some of the things that he did. I didn't quite understand it at the time, but but I was there. And and probably the biggest role model that I have is 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 my dad. Um, my dad wow. went to work. My dad went to work every day. Um, my dad dropped you, out. Of school. He dropped out of school in eleventh grade. Oh yeah, he he dropped, he, dropped, he, he dropped out of school at eleventh grade. And but my dad worked every single day. Wow. He, and he got up to go to work every single day. And some days, sometimes it still seemed like it was never enough. 
Right. Uh, we never, you know, we didn't have a whole lot, uh, but he never stopped working. Wow. One thing that my dad would always tell me, he would tell me that you can't keep a good man down. <laughs> and he told me, he said, you all, he said, you always further your education so you don't have to be like me. Wow. To a job that I don't like and that I can barely make ends meet. So my, my daddy was my role model because uh, he, he was living, he, he was living proof that uh, that hard work is not going to kill anybody. But he would always give me words of encouragement of what I needed to do in life. Now, sometimes he was a little bit older and I keep it real, but he spoke the truth when he was. And but my dad is probably my biggest mentor, my biggest role model personally. And now uh, and of course, there was other people with uh, retired chief Leroy Barnes. If you know me, you've heard that story, how he poured into me and guys in my community. Uh, he was a he was a, a black firefighter and black fire, a battalion chief in Wilson and he's retired. Uh, but he used to give us ride home for football practices and things like that. And uh, we just uh, indirectly saw the things that he was doing and, and, and how he was able to give his his kids a better quality of life. And we just we gravitated towards that. Wow. Uh, because we saw this black guy in our neighborhood uh, uh, with these things. Uh, and, and these are things that we didn't have. and We wanted. And so, you know, we, we say, hey, we can do this. If this guy can do it, this is something that we can do. So. My, my, my granddad and my dad were probably my biggest role model and mentors. Wow, man, that's awesome. So you saw that stuff firsthand and you knew that uh, you, you was able to duplicate what the, the things that you saw, which which is why what you're doing now with the with the young kids are, is so important. Right. Absolutely. Because they're they're able to see a successful black man doing some things. And and I really appreciate you, man. I, don't, I, I hope you remember it's only been three years, but prior to COVID. We we started an organization that never came off the ground. I had approached you about it, <clears throat> uh, and you said, "Yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm in. Just tell me what you know." You jump right in. Then COVID hit, so we never pursued it. But I, I'm, we'll be talking about some things with that uh, in terms of getting that uh, a rolling. But I really appreciate you. Now, you you once again, we you you were the first black uh, African American black fire chief in the city of Rocky Mount. Uh, how did the community receive you? Because it was, you know, it was, it, you know, after all those years now, it, it had to be some kind of shock or whatever. But but how how did the community, I guess, how did the community receive you? Uh, well, I, I think, uh, well, first of all, I'm going to back up to a question we was talking about. You started talking about mentors and I, I, I'll, I'll go back to your question. Um, even once I got into fire service and, and, and the people that was on my crew, uh, they served as role models and mentors. You were probably the first one uh, because you have attained the rank of fire engineer. And I think you were the first, uh, not the first, but you were the only black fire engineer at that particular time. So that gave us motivation. Uh, my first crew with Captain Page and School and Pete, Richard Oxendine, it was like I was getting raised all over again. But those guys really set the tone, set the stage. And uh, I really appreciate them. But um, when, when I come back, um, obviously everybody know that I left and I went to Elizabeth City. To be the fire chief, um, you live some of that uh, uh, that journey with me when you was at the fire department, and it was kind of tough. It was kind of tough breaking barriers and trying to get into that circle uh, for whatever reason. Some of it may have been my fault. Uh, some of it may not have been my fault. So, uh, and you can read between the lines for sure. <laughs> but 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 uh, it started out, uh, and I never forget this. It was January thirty first of, of 20, uh, 2019, uh, and Chief Von Ell announced his, his uh, uh, retirement. 
and my phone started ringing and texting and I was at a Chiefs conference and uh, finally I picked it up and they said, man, are you coming home? I said, no, what's going on? They said, well, Mike uh, retired and uh, everybody said, you coming home? And I was like, no, I'm in Elizabeth City. I'm enjoying it. Everything's good. And at that moment, uh, with, with, with social media and, and the things that were going on in Rocky Mount, it was like I never worked there. It was like I was public enemy number one. Wow. Um, I had a, I had one uh, previous retired fire chief that just uh, he went ham and 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 uh, bless his heart uh, um, and 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 some of the people that I worked with you know they really had a problem with just my name surfacing and coming back. Fast forward six months, I actually got the job. Things changed. I actually got the job, and it was uh, uh it was like a, a World War Three all over again, and it and it shocked me. It yeah. shocked me because you know uh, I worked with these people and. Uh, I put my life on the line. Some of them raised me, uh, like I mentioned earlier, and 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 the reception was 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 not good uh, holistically. Now there were people in the community that were excited, people that that were genuine about who they were. They were excited about me coming back. Um, they gave me a lot of support uh, when I got back. Um, and and the crazy thing is this: and when I got back, I think everybody either quit or retired. Right. So we had to start over with a with a, a command staff, and I reached out, and uh, uh, we developed a staff. I spoke with people and said, "We look, you know, it's about the city of Rocky Mountain. It's about the fire department. Uh, it's not about me. We got to develop a team, and let's 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 grow this thing. Let's leave it better than what we found it." Right. Uh, the fire department has a rich history. I mean, with, with Chief Hawkins, Chief Mullen, and that crowd, they've done a tremendous job with this organization. And we just want to make it better. We don't want to disappoint the people that have uh, have, have gone before us. And uh, we were able to put together a team, and 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 they met in my office, and they said, "Look here, we know you. You know us. Uh, this is about Rocky, the citizens of Rocky Mountain. It's about this fire department. We won't let it fail." And wow. uh, we we just we hit the ground running, man, with Kim Whitting and uh, Chief Darvin Moore, who's the chief now, Chief Mike Root, Chief um, Drury. And, uh, and 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 everybody else that was there. I mean, we we just we uh, we did what we knew how to do, and that was be a good fire department. And, right, uh, it's pretty good. Awesome. You know, the 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 Rocky Mount Fire Department was really a tremendous blessing to me. Uh, I I me personally, some of my some of my closest friends or people that I trust with my life was at the fire department, black and white. Me personally. <clears throat> yeah, 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 black and white. And 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 uh, so I, you know, I really enjoyed it, had a great, great relationship with a lot of people. And here's the other thing, you know, when when you came back, it's not like you you wasn't qualified for it. Right. So you had all the credentials that were necessary to walk into that that office. So, you know, and and, and you did a great job while you were there. I, I know there, there were many that was root, rooting that you would fail, but there were also some that was rooting that you know rooting for you that you would be successful so i think you look at you you take that those ones that were rooting for you to be successful and that's anything in life so there are folk rooting for you to fail in every sphere of life but then you have a sector of folk that's rooting for you to be successful so let's look at them and focus on them and not the negative ones so we really appreciate you know your time at at, at, at the at, as the fire chief i think you did an awesome and a great job well, thank you. Thank you. And, I, you know, I'll be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that uh, Miss Rochelle Smalltone saw a lot of confidence in uh, my capabilities and my credentials. And uh, the fire department was transitioning 
Uh, the community was transitioning. I think it was a good fit. She saw that and she did a lot of great things, made a lot of bold moves and she was very supportive. Uh, the, the city council, uh, uh, they were just, they were just equally supported, you know, Councilman uh, uh, Ruben Blackwell, Andre Knight, Richard Joyner, uh, the mayor at that particular time. It was just uh, it, the, the support was there. You know, it was just, you know, you always have some people for personal reasons um, that didn't want to see it happen. But we, we never missed a beat. Uh, we made some great strides. We got our class one uh, ISO rating the first time uh, we worked on our, our reaccreditation. Uh, which has just made us just a top tier organization. And uh, our diversity recruitment just went out the roof uh, with creating opportunities for uh, uh, people to come work for us that will reflect our community. And uh, uh, we received a lot of accolades, a lot of uh, uh, inquiries from other department about, departments about, well, what do you guys, what did you all do? Uh, you know personally that I've always had a passion for recruitment and uh, giving people, when, 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 you apply for six or seven fire departments and never get a job. Then when you finally get a job, uh, you have to give back and you have to create an environment where it's easier. So somebody else don't have to go through the same thing that you went through. And, and uh, we took pride in that. And uh, uh, I didn't, I, you know, contrary to what people thought, you know, uh, we just put it out there, put the blueprint out there and people executed people in the organization executed because they understood the importance of, of making our organization inviting. So we were able to accomplish a lot of things uh, in, in, uh, in our time there. Wow, that's, that's powerful. The Bible declares that one planet and one watered, watered it, uh, which basically means that, you know, and God gives the increase. So the foundation was already there. You came in to start building on it, even into a greater place. And that's really what secession is all about. It is, it is about building and taking it to the next level. Uh, so, so certainly, uh, you did a great job, and and, and just very grateful for you uh, in in terms of what you have accomplished as the fire chief, and and then even the other things that God is doing in your life. So, the next big question is, what's next for Corey Mercer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what's the next step? Where where do we go from here? <laughs> well, is there anything next? There's got to be. A, there's always a next. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that you you asked that question tonight uh of all nights um <laughs> um i did i was fortunate enough to retire at, at what i consider a young age and i do know that there's a lot of uh, gas still left in my tank uh i'm a public servant by nature you know i spent some time in the military as well and uh that just planted the seed of being a public servant so uh everything has a chef life and and, and even though i had the opportunity to be able to retire for the fire department i still want to give back to this community and so tomorrow I will be filing um, um, my, my candidacy for county commissioner. What? For, yes. For, uh, Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise uh, the Lord. And that's I, I, tomorrow? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I currently live in District 4. Um, and, and that's a very diverse district. And uh, I just believe that uh, Nash County, Nash County and, and, and Rocky Mountain surrounding areas is uh, uh sitting on the launch pad for great things uh, uh we need to be prepared and talking about nash county now and trying to prepare it for our kids and our grandkids and um i, I think that that uh, uh the things that i believe in and the platforms that i stand on are, are are much needed um we have a a a issue with our public safety throughout the county 
Um, the sheriff needs more help, needs more support. Um, I find it very hard that he's not getting what he needs. Um, Bennett, Bennett Fire Chief, I, I understand the resources that you need, and uh, I'm just very disappointed that we, we're not we, we're at this point. Um, I also feel like we we need you know uh, we we need to be prepared for the overflow from Raleigh from the Wake County, whether you want it or not, is coming. Yep. We need to be proactive versus reactive. And we need to find ways to utilize our position and our location and proximity um, to be able to make it better for our citizens. Uh, uh, schools, the county, a lot contrary to what people believe, the county is responsible for the schools. And and I think uh, um, we just mentioned some areas that our school need to be improved. Uh, I was able to serve for about 20 years when I was on shift, so I have an inside idea of what the issues are in the school, and they just they just need more. And uh, uh, a couple more things, obviously, because I this is my campaign uh, platform. Opportunity, <laughs> yes. uh, uh, it's, it's just 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 find some economic developments. I think that uh, I really think that that casino uh, issue was an opportunity. Um, it was just dropped in our lap, but I think we need to go back and revisit it, and just make sure we're making a good decision uh, to move past it, or is it something that we should revisit and and have good conversation with people in this community. And if that and if that's not a uh, that I ninety five sixty four proximity that we partial that we have, um, that's either going to make or break us if we don't do something about it. And I think we need to have a conversation throughout the county uh, uh, to see what we need to do with that. So uh, the relationship building in general with the other cities and towns, uh, I think it's a little iffy right now. You know that with the city of Rocky Mount. So I, I think that. Um, that my skill set and my relationship in the community with the things that you that I do and people know that I do uh, with the kids, with the schools, with the uh, 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 with working um, in, in, in the different organizations that I volunteer in. Uh, they know that I'm a community activist and I'm, I'm, re I'm deeply rooted in this community. And I just think that uh, it's just time for a change and we can build on the good things that Nash County has always done. Nash County is a great county. Uh, but we, everything is about continuous improvement. You understand that. So what you did good yesterday is not good enough. You got to do better and have plans to make it better 10 and 20 years from now. So um, there it is. I think people have been waiting for it. So uh, uh, Corey Mercer, Nash County Commissioner, uh, Nash County now, uh, District 4. Well, it's kind of ironic because here's the thing, right? I live in District 4. <laughs> so let's be real. I said, let's go. Let's go win this election. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Wow. You know, we talked about you being the first, you know, in terms of the, the fire department. But what what would you say tonight to those folk that feel like they are not worthy to to be the first in the family to accomplish something? What What would you say to that person that said, you know what? I don't feel worthy tonight that I, I should be the first in the family to accomplish this. What would you say to that person tonight? Uh, I, I would start out by saying that, uh, and, and I live this, that's, that's good things happens to good people. And as long as you're a good person and you do things right, uh, good things are going to happen to you. Um, and, and what I would tell them is that you control the narrative. Wow. Um, I like, you know, with, with God on your side, um, you can always control the narrative, meaning uh, people can't tell you what to do and they can't tell you what you can't do. Um, that's probably been my, my my when you're younger, that was probably an issue because I was hard headed. 
uh, and ain't much change. But uh, that hard headedness can also be that I was I've always been determined uh, because I always felt like I can control the narrative. And and uh, if you want to strive for something, if you if you don't feel like you're worthy, uh, just just uh, pick up the pieces and control the narrative. Don't let anybody else tell you what you can and can't do. Um, you talked about my education earlier. Um, although I do have a, a, a formal education, advanced education, um, that is the, the takeaway is not the degrees. The takeaways was actually accomplishing that. And when I accomplished one thing, uh, I went to look for something else and I knew I could do something else. And I knew if I could get those degrees, then there was nothing in life that I couldn't do. So uh, just just control the narrative. Don't let anybody else control your narrative. You know, you're in control. Control your narrative. That's a powerful statement. Because so many times we let other folk control our narrative. We do that all day, man. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's 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 very powerful. Listen, man, I, I really appreciate you tonight. Uh, retired Fire Chief Corey Mercer, the next Nash County Commissioner in District 4, Corey Mercer. I uh, just really appreciate you know, all that you've done, all that you're doing. And there's some, there's some, like you said, there, there's some gas left in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So is there anything else you want to share with us tonight? Uh, no, just again, man, I just appreciate what you do, man. Uh, I always brag about, you know, the things I w- I've been able to accomplish is because somebody was praying for me and, and and moving things around in heaven. And I know you wanted a prayer warriors, man. And I just keep I appreciate what you do. Uh, when you left the fire department, when you did, I thought you was crazy. <laughs> I did. Look, I did, too. <laughs> but 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 uh, God called you. And you have done an amazing job. Your ministry is respected in the community. You have touched lives. And I, I just appreciate you being a friend. And thank you. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Appreciate you. Listen, we appreciate those of you that that's listening and watching tonight, the events in the kingdom podcast. Listen, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and hit the share button. I would greatly appreciate it. If you're on, on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to the ML Tillery Ministry channel. The podcast is on all uh, podcast outlet. You should be able to hear it or just click ML Tillery Ministries probably about 30 minutes after this. We sign off tonight and you will be able to actually get the podcast. So listen, great conversation tonight, man. I really appreciate you once again. Just really grateful for you. Grateful for for all that the Lord is doing in your life. And I, I want to pray for you tonight before we leave off the air. Father, we thank you tonight for Corey Mercer. God, I ask now in the name of Jesus that, Lord, you will continue to bless him. You will continue to keep him, Father. I pray, Father, that you will continue to guide and lead him in every area of his life. We thank you, Father, for even as now he says that he's going and moving into the political arena and Father, we thank you because we know that there are angels that's already assigned to his life. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. And we thank you tonight for all that you have done in his life and all that you're going to do in his life. Bless his entire family. Bless every area and everything that he is attached to. We decree and declare tonight that it is blessed and it cannot be cursed in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Oh, well, listen, I'm Matthew Tillery, Advancing the Kingdom podcast. Thank thank God for my host, uh, my, 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 my guest tonight, Corey Mercer. Really appreciate him and appreciate all of you that was listening and watching. Listen, next week I will have Apostle Ethan Errington on. We're going to talk about the kingdom. It's going to bless your, bless your heart. Until next week, listen, go and advance the kingdom. 
Thanks for joining our podcast. You can email us at mltilleryministries at gmail.com or call 252-977-3002. Until next time, let's advance the kingdom.